Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the How to Sleep podcast. For some of you, one of the cruelest twists about your sleep issue will be the fact that your partner has been sleeping just fine the whole time that you've been struggling to sleep. So in this episode, I talk about some of the ways that instead of getting frustrated and annoyed at your partner, you can actually maybe learn some useful tips that can help you sleep. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. So the other night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was really surprised to find that my husband was totally wide awake. And this is surprising because in all the years I had my sleep issue, it would be me who would be lying there or tossing and turning, getting really irritated, listening to the sound of his breathing. And when I would hear him breathing and the complete silence of the rest of the house, this just seemed to confirm the fact that everyone in the neighbourhood must be fast asleep, except for me, that I was the oddball who couldn't sleep and everyone else was finding it the easiest thing in the world. Now, obviously, that's not the case, of course, but that's where my mind would take me in the middle of the night. And so when I woke up the other night to find that I'd been fast asleep and he was the one wide awake and thinking about stuff, it occurred to me that it might actually be the first time that's ever happened, or at least the last time that happened was so long ago, I must have totally forgotten about it. And this reminded me of how common it is to be suffering when everyone around you just seems to sleep fine. So it gave me the idea for this week's podcast episode and I want to talk to you about three things that you could learn from your partner if they're sleeping well and you're not. And what I mean by that is I want to talk about three characteristics of people whose thoughts are not keeping them awake at night and often it is your own partner that can make a kind of excellent case study for you to learn from. So not always but you might have this valuable resource really close to you. So I figured you may as well use it rather than just getting annoyed and irritated by them as can so often happen. So the first characteristic that I see can be a subtle one and it's the ability to stop or slow down or have better boundaries around when it's time for work or being busy and when it's time for rest and relaxation. So let me give you an example. If you think about your typical evening together as a couple, when you look closely, do you approach your evening differently to each other? So it could be that when your partner's done at work, they stop working and then they don't think about work again until the next day. While even though your working day is technically ended, maybe you're answering a few more emails or you're still thinking about work or you're thinking about that meeting that's going to happen tomorrow or perhaps they sit down in the evening to relax but you're still tackling jobs around the house or you're trying to tick off one more item off of your to-do list. Sometimes it's even more subtle than this so 
perhaps you're both sat relaxing in the evening and it appears that you're both just doing the same thing, but your partner is totally switched off, totally lost in the TV show, but you're getting distracted off into thoughts about what happened during the day, say. So that even though you appear to be, like I say, relaxing together, your mind is in fact still processing important stuff. So it's funny that as partners, you can have on the face of it, very similar routines. But when you look a bit closer, it might be that you have a harder time sitting still or switching off from serious topics or letting the day end. It's so important to draw a line under the day, under all the responsibilities, all your obligations in order to allow some space in your mind to relax. As you clear the space for your mind, it starts the process of preparing for sleep and then ultimately it helps your brain to allow sleep in when you eventually do get into bed. So linked to this, the second characteristic that I see in people whose thoughts don't keep them awake is the amount of time during the day that is spent in relaxation. So often that I find that people whose thoughts do keep them awake are very physically and mentally active people. And what I mean by this is, if you can identify with this, that you don't often sit still. You're always doing things or thinking about things. And you like that, you know, you take pride in the fact that you're efficient with your time and you get lots of stuff done. And you don't like to be what you perceive to be lazy by having, you know, spending too much time slobbing about. You want to be active either physically up doing something or mentally doing something productive and that makes you feel good. The flip side of that though is that you can keep your brain working and processing data, information processing all day, every day and it becomes like a habit to keep going, to keep processing, to keep busy and the problem with that is that some psychologists think that that's not actually helpful when it comes to sleep and that we might actually benefit from having some time in the day when we switch our minds off. When we have a physical rest, yes, but also especially a mental rest. And I've talked before about the problems of modern life in that we've created a world where it's possible to never stop your brain from doing stuff. So mobile phones and the internet have made it possible to effectively eliminate all of those natural pauses that we used to have where say we were just riding the bus or waiting in line or sat on our own sat on our own in a waiting room perhaps so we're so used to filling the space with scrolling or thinking and so if we're not careful the whole day is filled with pretty much no space at all constant brain processing constant information processing So for some couples, the difference, again, and it could be really subtle, is that one person is taking these small breaks through the day or has more opportunity for these small breaks. They're switching their mind off periodically. They're letting their mind settle. And then at nighttime, when it's time for sleep, they're able to do the same thing more easily. Let their mind come to a quiet place, rested, turned off from all the activity and all the thought, and then it's easier to allow sleep in. The final characteristic that you might see in your partner is that when they wake up in the middle of the night, they don't care. Now, this is such an obvious statement, but it can actually make a huge difference. When you wake in the night and you can't get back to sleep, I'm going to bet that what your reaction is now is that you're getting upset or you're getting angry 
or you're getting frustrated or you're experiencing all of these emotions. But when your partner wakes up, they just wake up and then they close their eyes and they expect sleep to come back. And in fact, my husband used to go one step further and go so far as to say he actually enjoyed it when he woke up in the night because if he looked at the clock and saw it was 2am, it meant that he had another four hours until the alarm. So he actually felt like it was bonus sleep time in some ways because when he woke up, he thought it might have been time to get up. But when he looked at the clock and saw it was only two, he felt like he just like won a prize for like another hour, another four hours sleep that he got to have. So, which again, I remember being so jealous of at the time, but I missed the obvious clue right there in front of me that one of the things that was keeping me stuck in the cycle of being awake in the night was because I was getting so annoyed at being awake in the night. And one of the reasons that we can get into this cycle and inadvertently make our situation worse by doing this is because when we're annoyed or frustrated or angry, it can actually trigger the release of stress hormones. And stress hormones actually act in our bodies to suppress sleep. So here's a really counterproductive cycle that we can get stuck in if we're not careful. But instead, if you can take the opposite approach and come over to your partner's way of thinking, you can actually stay calm, reduce the chances that you'll release any stress hormones and therefore inhibit sleep and then allow sleep to come back in much more easily. So your action step for this week is simply if you're getting annoyed at your partner for being able to sleep well when you can't and your thoughts are keeping you awake in the middle of the night while they're in their happy snoozy place, don't get annoyed. Use this week to start looking at their characteristics and patterns and Perhaps these three things that I've talked about have given you some suggestions for where to start looking, but perhaps there are other ways that you can notice for yourself in that they're subtly different in what they're doing. And then use your partner this week as a resource to see if there's anything that you can learn from them. Oh, and by the way, if you were worried that my husband has developed his own sleep issue, then please be reassured. It was just a blip, two nights where he woke up and then now he's back sleeping just fine. All right, have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.